1: from doing some things that are not of earnest report.
0: God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today.
1: Let's pray. Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your anointing that is available here. We know that we will not leave this place the same as we came. Something great is going to happen in our lives. Amen. We are going to read 1 Kings, chapter number 18, and verse number 41 to 46. 1 Kings 18, 41 to 46. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up and eat and drink. For there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Camel. And he cast himself down upon the earth. And put his face between his knees. And said to his servant, go up now. Look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, "Go again seven times." And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, "Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand, And he said, "Go up, say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not." And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he gathered up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Praise the Lord. Is it a powerful scripture we have read? Beautiful. We are going to consider prayer and Testimonies. What are we considering? Prayer Prayer and what? Testimonies. Please take your seat. Many a times, we get to that point where by our lives, practical life in society, we tend to lose details and attention for very important things in our lives and so there are times as we walk with the lord and encounter different things we tend to lose our spirituality on certain issues but in this conference we are going to begin to delve into the basics so that we can propel supernatural testimonies by the help of God, praise the Lord. This particular time in the life of Israel, there was so much trouble that a Baal prophet had taken over town Jezebel was running everywhere, chasing anything that feared God and wanted to destroy anyone that feared God. And uh, Elijah gave a prophecy that there would be drought three and a half years. And uh, he went into hiding. Nobody could find him. FBI, CIA, BNI. Do I even have to mention BNI? They couldn't find him. Then the guy just surfaced after a while. And then the Lord told him to go and show himself to Ahab that hated him so much. And so on his way, the servant of Ahab met Elijah. When he met Elijah, Elijah told him, go and tell your master that I am around. The guy said, "La." You that we have gone everywhere, we didn't find you. And even where my master went, the nation that said you are not there, they had to sign an oath that they have never seen you. So that peradventure, if he gets to, he gets an information that you guys were hiding Elijah, then there will be trouble for you. Me, if I go and tell Ahab that you are around and we come back and the spirit has taken you away. My life will be taken by Ahab. So he said, I'm not doing it. He said, oh, go. As long as the Lord live it, you will find me here. And One thing I found very interesting is that powerful people are men who have integrity for their words. That even though Badaiah was afraid of his life, when Elijah said, as the Lord liveth, I'm not going anywhere. The guy took it like 100% because he had mentioned the name of the Lord. I know that in our time right now, when somebody says, I swear God, it's a lie. Th- that is the definition of what a lie. But in our time, if somebody said, As the Lord liveth, You could take it like a signed document between you, the person, and God. And I believe that one of the reasons why believers of today cannot shut the heavens and open the heavens like Elijah did is because on a daily basis we have used lack of integrity to dilute the power of our voice even before heaven. So that when we, heaven sometimes doesn't know whether to take us serious or not to take us serious because the spirit in which we lie is the same spirit in which we tell the truth. So when we are lying or joking, it is really because some people can have a serious face whilst they are lying. It's the same face that they will have. When it's a real serious matter. So, I guess some of the angels are as confused as human beings. But, you see, when we are talking about prayer, we are talking about having audience with God. And your words carrying value in the presence of God. And so, the first thing I would say is that you and I need to really be children of God so that, we can encounter some supernatural manifestations and have audience with God. Praise the Lord. Now, in verse 19, before I come to this all-important, I, I like it, um, particular face. The verse number 29 of chapter 18, you find out that when Elijah came to town, he told Ahab that for the matter to be settled, we need to have some kind of um, a proof for the kind of God that Israel should worship. So let's prepare two bullocks, one on my altar and one on the altar of the 450 um, prophets of Baal, and then let us prepare it, put it on the altar, and let them call their gods, and I will call my God, and the God that answered by fire, let him be the one Israel will say. So Elijah is a man that believes that God answers. Even in the most humanly impossible situation, he believes that if you put meat on the altar, and in his case, he poured water, said pour it again, and then he said, look, I'm going to call God to answer. And God really answered. So, when we are coming to God in prayer, one of the things that should inform our faith is that regardless of how situations have been defined humanly as impossible, we need to understand that God still answers. Because, a country that is really founded by God and has seen drought for three years plus have a way of accepting that God has stopped answering. And in that process, God was actively speaking to somebody called Elijah in the bush. I'm saying that no matter your situation, understand that God is still answering some prayers. And so he knew that God answers. Not only that, but he, God could answer with visible proof. The God that answered by what? Fire. That is, the answer will be so clear that everyone standing around will see it. It will not be an answer just in the spirit, but it will also be an answer that can be seen naturally. And I'm talking about God answering his people, doing things in a way that even the most hardcore unbeliever will see that God is still alive. Hardcore unbelievers like Baal prophets. Hardcore unbelievers like Jezebel. Hardcore unbelievers like Ahab. Hardcore people like the, the people of Israel themselves who had backslided, and attend the Abbas from God, they, he said that God that answered by fire. Because you see, one of the reasons why such a convention is very important is that there are many people who have heard God answers, but as long as they can't see the fire, they cannot identify. And so, we are asking God that this time around, don't just answer, but let's see the fire. How many of you want to see the fire? I want to see the fire. Because you know, we all come to that point where seeing the fire helps our faith. Like Moses ran away from Egypt. God said, I'm going to make you see fire. If you can see fire, I'll get your attention. There's that time in your life where a testimony that is visible enough will get you, will will, will, will make heaven gain your attention to do more with your life. And that is why. We are in Testimony World Conference, because I believe that in this December, we will not only have God who answers, but we also have God that answers by fire. That amen, if it's it's from your mouth, may you have that testimony. God answers by fire. Answers by fire. So, the man said, you put all these things there. And then blah, 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 blah. But I want you to check something because today I'm giving all kinds of keys. And the, the first thing I want you to understand is that the prophet of Baal called down fire and the fire didn't come. Then Elijah alone called down fire and fire came. Question is how is it possible that 450 prophets came together? to call down fire and fire didn't come. And one person called down fire and fire came. I'm telling you, (laughs) I think this is the section B. It's not the section B. Over 400 prophets called down fire. It didn't come. One person called down fire and the fire came. And they were all looking for one result. That is to say that, you see, we are getting somewhere. That whatever you are looking for, it does not matter the number of people who have failed at it. If you know your God and stick with your God, it's still possible with you. Yeah. That you heard that sister this, failed at that. Brother that, failed at it. Bishop that, failed at it. And Cardinal that, failed at it. It's still not a good requirement for you to redraw your faith in pursuing that thing. That, and all these people were also spiritual people. Bad prophets. So, many people can fail at what you are looking for. But know that God deals with individuals based on his sovereign will and power. And when He came to Elijah, God decided that he was going to answer. Please, I don't know the many places you have visited with even men of God that look like they are more powerful than this boy here. It really doesn't matter because God decided that He was not going to allow the fire to come on the altar of the Baal prophets. That he had decided that the fire must fall on the altar of the keeper's house. Elijah's altar. And that is not to say that wherever you went to pray, it's a fake place. God is not there and all of that. But God decided that he was not going to do it there. He was going to do it here. And that is why in this conference, you must be prepared to collect what God has decided he will do here. And one of the things God is laying on my heart to teach you tonight is for you to be spiritually strategic with time. a specialist conference. We have not come to take care of ourselves. That you have to be strategically and spiritually very, very particular with the windows that shall be opened unto you. And you must know what to do with those moments that God will open those spiritual windows of opportunities unto you. And I'm telling you because aside the fact that they were a bad prophet and God wanted to take idol worship away, they were also not smart. Because these guys started their sacrifice on the altar from morning to a particular time. And it pains me that... um, uh, you can see it in your Bible. In verse 29, <laughs> the Bible says, And it came to pass when midday was past, and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that there was neither voice nor any to answer, nor any that regarded. When midday, they prophesied, called down fire until the time of the evening sacrifice. Please. Faith must be equal to spiritual strategy. Especially when it must deliver result. (laughs) That these people started calling down fire from morning until they, they passed midday. And by the time it was the evening sacrifice, they were tired. Bible said... They had been jumping on one another, killing one another with blood, chopping themselves, choking themselves, and all of that. And the time that they just decided that we are tired, we are not doing again, was at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. That's why I'm telling you that you got to be strategic. Question is, why didn't Elijah, the man of God, the calling of his fire from the morning since he was one person. But waited until the time of the evening sacrifice when the people because there there comes a time in, in your life where if you are not going by the timing of the spirit, all effort will be wasted trying to do something supernatural. I'm coming gradually. But in verse 30, the Bible makes us understand that. All these people, they did nothing happen. And if you go to verse number 36, you will see that, that that same time is the time that Elijah decided to call down fire from heaven. Thirty-six, And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that that I am thy servant and that I have done all these things at thy word. At the time of the evening sacrifice, what is what is significant about the time of the evening sacrifice in Israel? That is the time of important prayer before everyone goes to rest. That they have come from the farm or whatever they went to do. So we want to assume that in the morning people were busy. But, but that is, in fact, it's like one of the most important times. To offer their sacrifice of prayer unto God. So Elijah said, I could start calling down fire from a time that people really don't pray. But people are working like the bad prophets are doing. But I know that it may affect the result. So I have to be spiritually strategic. Tell somebody to be spiritually strategic. And that's why you know that it's not everywhere that you shoot your prayer arrow. And it's not every time that you try to use prayer to do some things, because if you are strategic, you know that at the time of the evening sac- offering, of the evening sacrifice, that is the time that you can also invoke the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac. The God of Jacob. It's a covenant time that has been agreed between God and man. That you call on my name on this altar, I will show up because of the covenant. God is talking to somebody here. So, prayer must must be built on the covenant timing. Must be built on a covenant altar. And that is why Elijah just... Kid into that spiritual space of time knowing that this is the appropriate time. There are many people praying and their spirit cannot connect to the timing of God and the timetable of God. Kalazua takaya. People cannot catch it. You, You need to get to that point where if you are really truly looking for a testimony, you must be on time, especially when it comes to prayer on the altar of covenant. And when Elijah got there, his meat was on the altar. That is to say that even today before I go into very serious matter, we are talking about Testimonies, testimonies, testimony. And you cannot be approaching for, for a serious testimony until you are ready to repair the altar of sacrifice. That is, you put the meat on the altar before you start the journey. You didn't hear that one? I'm saying that for people who really are believing God, that this is my window. For a major testimony, are uh, people who strategically, by faith, are coming to the altar for God to answer by fire, and they are putting their meat on the altar before they even start the journey to Mount Carmel to go and call down that rain that must come. The Bible says Elijah. Rep- the altar of God that was broken and put the burnt offering on it. He said, Sacrifice first before we even start doing anything. Now, let us now make sure that sacrifice is you? Is God talking to somebody here at all? We can't be talking as Christians about supernatural movements when our altar is dry of meat. That is a sign that we are not knowledgeable. It's a sign that we are not spiritual. It's a sign that to some extent we are not serious. Because come to think of it, the people on the other side who don't believe in Jesus, anytime they want to provoke supernatural help, they don't pray first. They don't pray. And you see, these people have copied what is in the Bible and they are serving a different deity with it and it's working. That you see that somebody wants business to blossom? He will now enter wherever they will enter first and make sure that they satisfy the altar with their sacrifice before they come to town to begin to do yeye. Yeah, yeah? Watch this oh? Because we have to go into strong issues. Listen, to move things in the spirit is not for the light-hearted. It's not for people who don't have spiritual energy and who are not deep in spiritual matters. I want heaven to move. The whole heaven must move. Something must attract the attention of heaven. And that is why very serious people who want to call down for are strategic with the timing and the sacrifice on the altar before they start other movements. Is God talking to somebody at all? Yeah, that's what I'm believing God for a major shift, and I already build an altar with a dangerous sacrifice on it, telling God that, God, I'm about to pray, but look, this is the altar. This is the sacrifice. I'm just telling you that this time around, it's not try and error. It's about moving the power of God to move on your behalf. And the first thing you want to consider is what is on your altar? Because the fire must not come and meet an empty altar. The fire must meet an altar that is occupied with meat prepared for God to consume by his fire. That is why even before this conference will proceed, you must be thinking about raising your altar of sacrifice. That God, this conference cannot come to an end. Without this thing that I have put before you, if you will answer by fire, see the altar. See the meat there. Now let the fire fall. People are telling God, you bring the fire, I will give you meat. Errol. You can't tell God, I'll give you meat when the fire comes. You have wasted God's fire. Tell somebody the meat must be on ground. I can't hear you. Tell somebody the meat must be on ground. That, that is why you see that before Hannah went to Shiloh to pray, to ask for a child, she already went to sacrifice a wedding portion. Then she went into prayer. She now prayed, prayer the In our time, we believe that the other way is better. So our result too have become some way. It's our time is more effort, little result. In their time, little effort on the platform of sacrifice, then more result, very dangerous result. So, every year, Hannah and said, this is a sacrifice. Let some come. Let the sons come. It's God talking to somebody. There are some stubborn things. And one of the reasons why we must be very serious about it, there are some times where you see that everywhere is dry. When everywhere is dry, like the way Israel was encountering drought, to provoke supernatural movement, your altar must have sacrifice. Like this COVID season, yeah, yeah. This COVID season, meleke kolosa, takalata, kalizo, imando lokosa pradiga. This to defy the COVID, you must move in a certain way. Some few weeks ago, the Lord started ministry unto me to to sow some seeds into some people's life who were struggling, and so. Somewhere, somehow, some money somewhere came. And me too, I started sending it. As if when it was not there, I didn't die. So when it came and I was to send it away, I was still not going to die. Because I was doing fine before it came. Then from nowhere, somebody said that, ah, the person just saw that. He's been in the church for a long time. But on that particular Um, Sunday or whatever, he saw that my car I'm driving was registered in 2014. So he told me, "Sir, Pastor, you've driven this car for long. Why? That was Sunday. Monday, he now bought a Land Cruiser Prado for me. T.R. Robert, delivered it on that same Monday. That, within that same period, watch it all. I provoked the heavens. I didn't even say I want a car. What, I, was just, I was just obeying God, provoking the heavens because I had heard. Then somebody just saw her. She see car number. He said, Pastor, you are very moderate. In fact, when he was talk, talking to me, I said, yeah, I've driven my car, but I'm yet to even hit 50,000. He said, no. He said, Pastor, you are very moderate. I said, ah, well. He said, okay. No, he didn't say anything. The next day, no. The thing was on ground. The, the sacrifice provoked the heavens to move. And when he delivered, somebody also gave him a car, huh? a V8 car, rubber, bigger than the one he sold into my life. That same time. You will be doing yourself going through a conference like that thinking that I must do other things, then I will establish my altar of sacrifice. You will be doing it yourself. You see, we are in Africa. Let's speak African English. And saying that to move the heavens, sacrifice will provoke the heavens to move. And anybody doing that sacrifice, the heavens will move on their behalf. I moved by sacrifice. The person moved and God moved for the person. He said to me, Pastor, you can't believe it. I said, I believe it. (laughs) In fact, I was talking to Bishop Ogoda. Bishop, somebody dashed me a car. He said, God will bless that person. I said, the way, I said, Bishop, don't, don't finish the statement. That same time, God bless the person. He said, I told you so. It is. It is so obvious that it is a mystery how we fail at it. We are not normal. It, it, it would take people with normal mind to see a moment of drought and try to beat the drought with well. Look at what Ahab told Obadiah. He said, I, I want you to pass here. I am passing here. Maybe when we go around, we will find some small water bodies so that we can fetch some and come and feed our horses and our moors. So they were going on hunting. When you don't think altar or sacrifice, you now start chasing and roaming around. Oh, let me see this person. Maybe they will help. Let me see that person. Maybe they will help. Let me see that person. But You can just solve that small equation with a a dangerous repair of your altar or sacrifice. Say, God, see the altar. God, do what? I can't hear you. God, do what? Once you raise that altar, this testimony word conference now, the whole conference becomes yours. Anything at all can happen by fire. Anything at all. Are you, have you not seen somebody's car will catch fire and the other cars there will catch the fire too? The fire didn't start from you. But it can, it can be transferred to you. You will see that God has come to give somebody a child and by the time you know children, because he just came and saw that meat for children was on different altars like that. See this fire? See that? Like a light, like it's just, just pa, pa 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 Light begat light. What I say to one, I say to her, I came to give this person to him. So ah, but I see that altar there too has been crying for two. In. So that light will just jump there. Pa. Another light will just jump there. Pa. Because the altar of that sacrifice is ready. Is what? Is ready. So there are times you are pushing things. Push everywhere is dry. What he wants to do to face that testimony is to start the journey from the place of the altar of sacrifice. I want to proceed with this preaching But I'm telling you that God is so interested that when you move sacrificially like that, he has to also manage to move the machinery of heaven. Even sometimes when the movement is not ready to move, the movement will be moved. I don't know how to say it in any... There's a way that something will move you to move when you have not planned to move. Because somebody moved in a dangerous way, heaven must move in a. Man must never outdo God. So when you do things that are very deep and sacrificial, God said, "No, no, no you cannot outdo me." Or you see that God will be moving, moving against the timing of man. It was a dry season. Elijah called down fire. Fire came to consume water. And look at the kind of sacrifice he poured there. They were looking for water. Elijah dug ditches and said, pour water. Spoil more water. Spoil more water. The thing we are looking for, we are sowing the seed of that same water we are looking for. Let's sow a seed of that thing we are looking for. Pour more water into it. They, they say, pour again. They say, pour again. It's not, like, it's not like I'm tired wasting this water on God's altar. Because I know that he will answer by fire. And when the fire comes, the abundance of rain is about to follow. I'm praying in the mighty name of Jesus that before this conference is over, anything that has become a drought in your life shall receive supernatural attention in the mighty name of jesus that amen should be louder and stronger than it is now now i stand up on your feet i prophesy upon you may your altar begin to speak for you let your altar begin to speak for you in the mighty name of jesus receive your spoken altar May your altar become potent. Altar for marriage, altar for business. Altar for all kinds of things. Receive it in the mighty name of Jesus. Shout it louder. Amen. I say shout it louder. Amen. Hey, You see that an unbeliever wants to go and do major business? They start by taking certain steps. They understand this thing. You see social media helping us to negatively neutralize ourselves. Christianity is a spiritual walk. It's all normal. But we are doing commentary. All the commentary on social media is like, don't do this. I said, stop this thing. Don't do it. Don't do it. You see that the Christians are becoming powerless on a daily basis. Nothing is moving supernaturally for you because your altar has broken down a long time and it has never been repaired. There is no meat on the altar. So even though Elijah has the audience with heaven, there is a likelihood that the fire will not come because the altar has not been prepared to receive the fire. I'm telling you if you want to be a Christian eh, you have to be a crude Christian for Christ. Crude. The one that the ancient believers followed Christ without social media. Because the social media is good but it has challenges. You see somebody has gone to the lodge to perform their rituals. Then they come and run commentary on Christianity with you discussing Christianity on social media. You say, do you think this pastor is not, is the giving not too much in church? It, giving is too much way. Is it too much in the lodge? Has it been too much in the shrine? You go to the shrine, the real thing smelling there. The sacrifices. That they are too much that sometimes they are not able to really clean the place. These people will go to the shrine. Yeah. I mean, recently there was a major festival in the north. Go and see what happened there. Then they will, people from the south will go to the north and establish their altar for to end 2020 and enter 2020 and they will come and they will be running commentary. Hey, hey. It's like these pastors, they talk about money too much. They are just trying to make sure that you will not establish your own altar. That's why it's possible that even in the oil and gas field, Christians are like midgets. Because we lack a power. You don't have an altar. Your altar to one leg is shaking, shaking. Broken. Elijah came. He saw that there was a problem with the altar there. The altar needs to repair. He said, take your time. I got to repair this thing fine so that it can contain the sacrifice because something great is about to happen. Let me tell you. In this keeper's house, this is a testimony arena. But if you don't practice what God wants us to practice, eh? oh, you will see that title is not equal to mantle, And you can complain it's a lie. is what? It's not a lie. The Bible said the Lord is rich unto them all. And he's rich unto all. He's rich unto all who believe him. There are people who take certain actions. And when God is coming, he's looking for those people. Are you here at all? Some people believe in a swoop. It's like the police are coming to arrest. all we smoke as well. Anybody there, they arrest. But... Uh, you see that in a critical investigation, they are not interested in a soup. They will be looking for identities. Who did what? Who, are you here at all? To, when it's general blessing, breathing something small here and there, there can be a soup. God just pours it on the keepers and everybody can receive. But if it has to be that thing you are looking for, you have to identify your face. You have to what? And you do that by moving on the altar, of sacrifice. move first. Let God also what? Move. I wanted to preach more, but these days I've advised myself that when one point is made and it's okay, we can continue and come back another day. Is that not so? Ask so, somebody do you have an altar of sacrifice? And ask are you watching the COVID? to determine your altar or you want your altar to destroy the COVID when was the last time you established your altar as the person tell somebody you need that altar for this conference whether you are here or you are not here your altar must be speaking for you and it doesn't matter how many people are failing at that particular thing if your altar is fully established god will answer by fire and there shall be supernatural testimonies clap your hands and give jesus praise you got to be happy about this i said clap your hands and give him praise clap your hands and give him
0: praise you have been listening to the testimony word broadcast from the keeper's house chapel international Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the Social Welfare Road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Broadcast an audio remote at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at ww.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 244 177 831 or 0204. Experiencing Jesus Birth and Ministries.